Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the mailbag is MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And this week is going to be a whole lot of fun because I'm talking to members of local band Limberlost. But before we light up the phones and get to that interview, I'd like to kick things off with their first release. It's a tune called Thin Clouds. This is Limberlost, and you are listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Our exclusive interview is next. Push me in the water 
Joining me on the phone right now, all old school party line styley. We've got three phone lines engaged, and we're uh, we're having a lot of fun here in the booth. Um, joining me right now are members of the band Limberlost. How uh, how are you guys all doing today? Great, doing great. We're excited to be here, bro. Let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked to talk to you guys. You know, we've been we've been corresponding on uh, social media and email and stuff. And and the thing I keep sharing with you guys is, you know, be ready to have some fun because we're we're just gonna we're just gonna kick it. And and the cool thing about being on a uh, podcast here as we are is we don't have to worry about being within the confines of a traditional radio interview where it's like, okay, well, you know, we got to go to break. We got to we got to play some songs. We got to play some commercials. We got do that traffic and and that's uh you know that's what i've discovered i really like doing about podcasting so um uh so again thanks a lot for joining me today and before uh before we get too far um why don't you guys go around the room uh introduce yourselves and let us know who you are and what you do in the band i'm the bossy diva so i i get called what is it diva song picker is what ricky called me (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Crystal Payette, and I'm the lead singer in Limberlost and um, one of the co-songwriters. I am Ricky Dunn. I am one of the main songwriters and lead guitar player. And, uh, yeah, kind of started the band with Mike. Nice. It was kind of our uh, little dream to put a band together, and Limberlost is what we got out of it. Pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike Burt. I'm the uh, drummer. Um, I uh, I dabble at songwriting with these guys, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I kind of do some of the administrative stuff behind the scenes, all the all that kind of stuff. So, but mostly drumming. Yeah, that's you know the logistical behind the scenes stuff, man. That that is doing the Lord's work. So don't uh, yeah, yeah, don't don't get. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, so I'm chatting with the three of you guys here today, um, but that's not everyone else that's in the band, right? There's a there's a couple other members. Well, there, there's there's kind of something cool right out of the gate, if if, you, if because I don't think the other band members know yet, because this just happened. Uh, Circa Cherokee is our new background singer, and she would have been with us today, except uh, well, she got proposed to about an hour ago, so she's a basket case. Oh my gosh, what? that is so awesome! <laughs> what? So she told me, I could, yeah, he, her boyfriend screwed it all up for us, and so now she's got to, you know, be over there, and you know, she's probably picking up colors and patterns and crap already. So, wow, she won't be with us today. Well, you know what? I I've got something for the uh, for the happy couple. <laughs> all right. Well, that's way cool. Yeah. And so that's our background singer, Sirka Cherokee from Denmark. Uh, she just she's the newest addition in the band, and uh, she's got a huge pedigree and so forth. She was a uh, contestant in the Danish X Factor, and I think she won it. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it's uh, so that. But yeah, she won't be with us today. Uh, the other two guys who aren't with us, we've got Raymond Hayden, who um, is an incredible guy, just all around, and he's been playing keys with us off and on for the most part and I'm still trying to convince him that he just needs to call himself official 
Limberlost, but he still considers himself just filling in. So there's the guilt trip for the day. And then uh, <laughs> and then we've got Ben Beeman, who is our bass player, also known as Thor, because he's <laughs> the tall blonde one who, you know, brings all the girls to the yard. So he's, uh, he's a really great guy. Um, he's a working dude, so I think he's, he's up working today. But um, we love having him around as well. He's been with us for about Amazing. a year now. A bass player with a job, man. We scored. <laughs> I know. That's like unheard of. <laughs> Rare that bird. That's awesome. So so you guys are quite the huge band then. Yeah, yeah it's grown. It started yeah. as a four-piece, and yeah, it's turned into a six, yeah. Way We're working cool. on our own marching band. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Next thing you know, you get somebody to do like baton twirls and you get like somebody with like the, the drumline core and you know the the whole thing. You know, we can dream big, big dreams. Seriously. That that's yep. what it's all about, man. Yeah, uh, you know, dream big. Uh, you know, it's why not? You know, that's it's always the the way I look at things. So, um so let's talk about your music. Um how um how would you describe Limber Lost as a band? Hmm. Take that one, Rick. <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting uh because we we all have different styles mm-hmm. and we all come from different types of backgrounds as far as stylistically and genre even. And I think when you put it all together, it makes kind of a unique blend. And uh, I think if you had to categorize Limberlost, I think it would be blues rock. Okay. Um, We are a blues-based rock band because Crystal is a very bluesy singer, and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a bluesy guitar player, but we write rock music, so... Yeah. Gotcha. So, so genre wise, that's, that's kind of where you guys would uh, consider your sound to be kind of like a, a blues influence, kind of power rock, classic rock type of, type of vibe. I think so. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. So let's um so so let's talk influences then because as you guys said there's um you know a few different uh things that go into what makes your sound unique. Um I'd like to uh, talk about your influences and who do you guys look to that kind of informs your sound and all of those different pieces that that go into what you do. You know, I think a lot of it uh I, I mean, I think a lot of it for, for sure stems from Led Zeppelin. I, I, they're my favorite band. And a lot of the riffs I write are very influenced by, and, and you know, it comes from the blues. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's Mississippi Delta blues and Chicago blues converted into a rock format. So that's what Led Zeppelin did. They are a bunch of guys from a bunch of studio musicians from England that were influenced by, you know, the Mississippi Delta blues. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of that's my style of writing, I think, and and that I think it just works out of those licks that we that we build songs off of mostly, mm-hmm. unless Crystal writes the song, and then we kind of morph it to fit the Limberlost uh, sound too. And yeah, I think I think that's where it comes from. Not just Led Zeppelin, but that style of you know <laughs> in your face blues rock. Sure. Yeah, we're def- we're definitely not on the soft side when it comes to writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say um, I was raised on classic rock, 
my dad had me listening to like CZ Top and Bon Jovi and my mom was into Neil Diamond and uh, we were big on heart too. My dad had two daughters so we always had this dream of us, you know, growing up and playing instruments and playing in bands and that kind of thing. So so I would say I've got pretty heavily influence from from just kind of the iconic chicks and rock too. Yeah, totally. And and for me at least, that that's that's what I hear. That that's what my ear picks up. You know, with being being a, a female fronted power rock band, you can't help but make those comparisons to Heart, Need to Ford, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. But I also hear just um, you know, I, I keep using that phrase power rock, and when I think of that, I think of like ACDC. And you know, yeah. I, I I hear yeah. I hear a lot of that in your guys's uh, uh, music as well. We we're, we have mul- multiple genres and stuff that we kind of all come from and stuff too. But we also have multiple time zones. I'm actually an '80s rocker, so that's where my <laughs> stuff comes from because I was actually doing it back then. So right, um, you know, I have a lot of influences from from those. You know, just learning and growing, and you know, back in the cover band days and stuff. You know, in the tribute band days, where mm-hmm. I was learning these guys' music and stuff. So a lot of a lot of my style, John Bonham, you know, Tommy Aldridge, uh, you know, some of those guys that uh, just, you know, I cut my teeth on. You know, that was what I was learning. ACDC. By the way, just got to stop and pause and say, rest in peace, Malcolm. That was uh, and lost another yeah. one here yesterday. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know what, that, that hit me pretty hard because I've, I've been an ACDC fan since I was about eight years old. And yeah, so it's, so it's always been uh, an influence on kind of like what I look for in music. And yeah, with, uh, without Malcolm, there's no ACDC and that's, uh, that's, it's a damn shame. So, uh, so switching gears a little bit, um, uh, what, uh, so what have you guys been up to recently? Because, you know, uh, uh, doing a little bit of research, I, it looks like 2017 has been a really busy year for Limberlaw so far. Tell me about, uh, some of the stuff you've been up to. That was kind of funny because I was looking at that earlier and, uh, doing a little counting on both hands and toes and, um, uh, yeah, we, we started out the year, I don't think planning to be as busy as we were, but, uh, we ended up, uh, doing quite a few shows. We actually... I did 18 shows in 2017, wow. which was more than twice of what we I thought we or what we thought we probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our first year. We actually just uh, had started like towards the tail end. This time uh, in 2016, we'd done a first couple of shows. Um, um, you know, one one at Louis G's and one at the Hard Rock, and and that was kind of our start. And then 2017 was just a whirlwind. So yeah, yeah, lots of lots of lots of shows. Uh, we launched a couple more singles. Um, it was uh, it was a it was a blur, but it was a fun blur. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Well, and a, and a couple other things I, I uh, a couple other things I wanted to talk about, like um, you had the uh, uh, battle of the bands that you guys participated in. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, that was incredible, um, so much fun. And um, for me personally, what that did was just like it it brought everybody out of the woodworks as far as support comes down to it. And so people were coming out, people were um, you know making the time to be there for us and to support us in that contest, which is which is really, really cool. Um, it was at the Muckleshoot Casino, and it was like a, a two-round deal, so we, we won our first round, and then in the final round, we took second place um, to, a, to another band called Crossing Crusade, which they're, they're a really tight, great band. So um, 
it was an awesome experience, though. I'm, I'm so glad we got to play on that stage with those people and, and have that experience. Very cool. Now, I was uh, I was also seeing that you guys have had um, uh, some radio play. Some of your songs have been making it onto the, uh, not not just the local airwaves, but as far up as our friends in Canada? Well, we've had some, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, the internet has really opened up, you know, for bands, you know, indie bands to really get a lot of exposure. And there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, like yourself, they're just uh, providing a platform uh, for, for bands to get uh get their music out and get their message out and their brand out. And, uh, we've taken pretty, uh, pretty full advantage of that this mm-hmm. last year. Uh, we had, uh, the rocker chick radio up in, uh, Nova Scotia has been, uh, you know, the, the bank's radio system down in, um, uh, down in Australia, Canberra, Australia has actually charted one of our songs down there. Um, cool. you know, there's lonely Oak radio zone radio out of South Africa. I mean, you know, there's, you know, Boston Radio, Rock Radio was another one that supported yeah. us early on. Uh, and then locally, we have Seattle Wave Radio, which was kind of our launch. Um, the Gordons uh, just do a phenomenal job supporting the uh, local scene up here with the Internet uh, radio. And in fact, they just had a big contest at uh, the Hard Rock last night, which was what we played in 2016, uh, was their Jam and Challenge, which is a, a, bat- a little Battle of the Bands deal that they do with uh, all, all local talent. So it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, our first uh, our first actual two real you know FM radio deals was uh, you know, Future Rock just played one of our songs here uh, just recently uh, our our song Thin Cloud so that was mm-hmm. pretty cool and then we were uh, picked up by Spirit 105.3 in a contest they had earlier in the year and we actually got uh, became one of their finalists in that so we got a little little bit of play uh, you know and some bumper bumper music for their ads and so forth on that deal so. Yeah, you know, it's it's getting out there, you know. We're, you know, it's a it's something you just got to keep trudging at and hopefully uh hopefully you get more and more time out there on the on the waves. That's how we do it. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Um so I I also wanted to talk to you guys about the uh the Northwest music scene because uh um I I was just seeing that, you know, I, obviously they're doing this uh, uh 100 bands in 100 days campaign, which is really cool. I've uh, I I've seen a lot of uh, uh folks that I've grown close with making it on that list and uh, and you guys are represented there as well. I was wondering if you guys could uh, uh talk about that some. The, the Northwest Music scene. I mean, they're you know obviously they're another great huge supporter of the local music, and uh, they you know they, you know you get uh, uh, a lot of uh, what do you call it? They do a lot of um, uh, what's the word I'm searching for? Reviews. Uh, you know they they bring up a lot. You know they get, get shine a spotlight on like new songs that yeah. are coming through the area that uh, artists are putting out and. Uh, you know, definitely into the shows. I mean, definitely if you want to get, get concert reviews and so forth, they they can tell you all about what's going on locally. If you you know, it's a great blog thing to to, to follow along because you really get a sense for what they're doing. And it is truly the Northwest music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they have this deal that they they've done it a, a year or two now. I, I think I'm not sure how many years they've actually been running it, but um, um, they count down the last hundred days of the year and they just pull a Pacific Northwest band uh, for each day. Um, and we were we were day forty nine, and uh, they gave us a shout out and uh, and uh, talked about uh, talked about our band, talked about some of the things we've been doing, and you know the the, the fact that we were kind of a uh, a fire hose on the scene this year and just kind of came out and started playing <laughs> everywhere, and uh, so that was it was cool. It was it was nice to get the recognition. It really was. 
Awesome. Well, I mean, and we uh, talked about this a little bit earlier, but yeah, in 2017, you guys just basically came out swinging. Uh, but the uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, kind of the the uh, community of uh, local bands here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, because I, I know uh, during my time at KGRG and even uh, to an extent now uh, what I'm doing with this independent podcast is I've noticed that like. Uh, there, there's the, there's this crew of local bands that are everybody knows everybody, everybody supports everybody, um, and everybody's super tight. And um, I, I was just wondering if uh, if you guys could speak to that a little bit, and um, you know how how it's been kind of being part of that local scene yourselves. Um, I, I I agree with you that we really have something special going on out here, um, and to to have. Uh, become a part of that like so quickly and so sincerely and so fully um, it has been just an incredible amount of support and an incredible amount of friendship and the relationships that we're building are just it just blows my mind um, how many awesome people we've met and how many awesome people are coming alongside us and, and supporting us and that we get to do the same with them we get to be there you know for their contests and vote for them and we get to um you know, book shows together mm-hmm. and and spend time together and make music together. We all kind of play in each other's bands and, and stuff like that. So it really is this big, huge family that's building. And I, I could not be more thankful for that because um, we're all in it for each other. It's like kind of one for all yeah. type feeling. There's no sense of, of jealousy when somebody gets something or gets a show that somebody else wanted, we're all just there to see us all do well. What's good for one of us is good for all of us in the end. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to see that happening out here. Right on. There is definitely a huge uh, support factor that goes on around the area. You know, Pacific Northwest in general, but Tacoma especially. Um, mm-hmm. I played in a, a band before Limberlost, and some of the the contacts that I made and the friends that I made and people I met just just translated right over and they just picked they just accepted us you know as part of the family as soon as we started and that was huge uh, just, just to name one of the guys Raymond Hayden who is kind of one of our interim uh, piano players uh, keyboardists it's just the support that it, he he puts into people and just gives overwhelming support for people and and all the the people that work with him and and friends of, of other band members and things man they just really support they come out to shows they're willing yeah. to lend a hand or you know it's just great awesome so um so let's jump back a little bit because I I love origin stories and uh that that's one of the things I like like to do as a uh, podcaster is just you know basically tell my stories. So um so I'd like to kind of get into how uh, how the band formed and what inspired you guys to make music together. Kind of what what's the what's the beginning of the Limber Lost story? <laughs> Go for it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, initially, I mean, it always, always has to start with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, uh, I came back from California. I was down on, a, you know, with my work in Southern California, and um, I was just getting some things going musically down there. And uh, because my job had to move, so I was kind of in this mode that I really wanted to start something or get something going or get involved in something up here. So I met up with this couple, and they were um, 
you know, they were writing music and I really wanted to do something original. And, um, and, uh, they were a guitar player and a, um, and a, uh, uh, a singer. And, uh, but they never seemed to have the bass player never seemed to show up, you know, this guy that, this mystery guy, he must've had a job too. But anyway, <laughs> so he, um, <laughs> he, you know, one day I was just sitting there going, you know, it would really be nice to play with a bass player. And, you know, is this guy ever going to show up? And, and the guitar player, Brian, he walked over and picked up this bass and started jamming. And we started playing together. And I was like, I got home that night and I called them both up. And I said, because they were husband and wife. And I said, uh, I got to ask you a question, Brian. I go, what's your first instrument? And he said, it's the, and his wife says, well, it's the bass. And I go, yeah, that's what you should play. I'll go find a guitar player. And so I put a Craigslist out, out and uh, lo and behold, uh, Mr. Ricky Dunn entered my life. And um, we started uh, doing some stuff with them, but they, you know, had had to move on for personal reasons and so forth. So sure. it just kind of went on. You know, Ricky and I've been together since late 2010. Uh, we're writing songs. Uh, went through a couple different band things that we were doing. I had an old tribute band of mine that kind of came along and went through some of that. And and uh, fast forwarded to about 2013, I think it was. We uh, we ended up meeting uh, Crystal Payette. And uh, I'll let somebody else take it from there. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll take it from there. Uh, we, Mike, was uh, started going to this church, and he asked me. I guess he had met Crystal and, and this other gentleman who played the bass with us, Daniel Williams, for a brief period in time when we started the band. But uh, they, he, Mike, asked me to come and play with them on their worship team at church. And, uh, I, you know, I like to play, you know, you know, and, uh, I like church (laughs) and, uh, so I went and, uh, played with them a few times. And, um, the first time I heard Crystal sing, what's, well, it's funny. Let me rewind a bit. Um, she actually came to this eighties thing that we did with uh, Mike's old band and, uh, which is the first time I met her, but you know, it's like, Hey, how you doing? See you later. And, uh, but when I saw her at church uh, a few weeks after, I saw her sing, or I heard her sing. And mm-hmm. the first thing I said, I turned to Mike and I was like, we got to start a band with that chick right there. Like, she can sing. <laughs> and uh, don't, don't let it go to your head, Crystal. I'm going to talk good about you for a minute. All right, all right. My ears for a while. I'll do. Orange on a toothpick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, she she had a guy that she was doing some music with, and you know he came her and him came over and we jammed a little, and and it just kind of I don't know it was almost like it was meant to be, you know. Um, yeah. It just happened. It was awesome. It just you know we just were like, hey, we got these songs. She's got a couple of songs. She's like, let's try this. Let's try this and. You know, we did the the worship music thing for a while, and mm-hmm. which was great, loved it. But we started writing our own stuff, and uh, man, nothing like writing your own stuff. I love it. She's she's a great songwriter, yeah. and she's a ma- an amazing singer. And man, it just clicks. It just clicks, and it works well. I'll awesome. let you take it from there, Crystal. All right, so. Um, we, uh, we started thinking about recording, um, what is it, about a year and a half ago or so now? Maybe, maybe two years. And, um, we started, um, working with, um, Crash Bang Boom Studios and Dave out there on some songs. 
And it was kind of at that point where um, Daniel, who was playing bass and writing with us up to that point, had said, um, you know, I see what you guys want to do, and I just don't think I can do that right now as far as family and work commitments and things like that. So so we were, we were kind of bummed out and trying to figure out what we were going to do. And um, Ben, who's been playing in a bunch of different bands, he's in um, Girls Love Rockets, and we saw them play, and I saw him play with one of um, Raymond's bands, uh, Monsters in the Dark, and... Um, so I guess it was Mike who approached him and said, hey, we've got, it was the, the Hard Rock contest coming up that we had made it into. Would you, would you play a couple of shows with us because we need a bass player. We don't have anybody. So he stepped in, and then he just kind of never left. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's Hotel California, you know, with him. He's, I'm, I'm never letting him go. I told him that. So, yeah, from that point on, um, we've just been continuing to write a lot. Some of the songs we've had, like, originated before Limberlost stuff that I had unfinished, you know, symphonies and things and stuff that the guys had written together. And then we kind of threw them all in the pot and shook them up and, and came out with, with what Limberlust is today. And um, I can tell you the story of, of, of the name if you want to. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, now would be a good time. Yeah, so you get to the point, every band gets to a point where you hit this thing like, okay, now we got to come up with a name. What the heck are we going to call this thing? All the good band names are taken. We can't do something <laughs> too weird. And so Ricky actually, he brought up the, the term or the name Limberlost. And um, um, it got me thinking because it's interesting. We both have kind of childhood references from that. There's a, a novel called A Girl of the Limberlost that I grew up with. It was one of my favorite stories. Um, and there was a movie. And it's about this girl who, the night she was born, her father had gone through this swamp called the Limberlost on his way to play for a dance. He was a fiddle player, and he died that night. And so it's kind of this story of her growing up and her mother hating music because of what it did to their family. So when she starts to want to explore music and learning to play the violin, you know, the struggle happens between her and her mom. And it's just a really, really great story that I loved. And... Ricky's reference was when he was growing up, um, I believe it was his grandma used to call the woods out behind their house the Limberlost. And there actually is a place called the Limberlost, kind of a foresty, swampy thing. And when Ricky was looking up names, he started kind of dinking around on Google, as one does, and right. seeing where this term came from, because it's kind of a cool word. And, you know, what does it, what does it mean? So um, what we found out is there's the way the, the Limberlost got its name is there was a guy who was out there and he got lost. And he oh. was just like running in circles. So the guy, the story said the guy, um, he got lost in the woods and he was, you know, distraught. You know, he'd been there a few days and getting really worried that he was going to die. And that, and he wasn't, a, he didn't believe in God. But this is the cool part of it that I thought was really cool and kind of pertained to us because we're all Christians and, you know, we're spiritual people. And uh, the guy started praying and he said, Hey, God, listen, if you're real, like, help me get out of here. Like, I, you know, I have nothing to lose. I'm, I'm going to die out here. And he said, he felt like God just told him, just start walking in a straight line. Just, just start walking. And he walked out of the woods, got found and got rescued. And yeah, that's how I guess it was named the limber loss. Interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a that's that's a. It, I I think it's really neat that it's not just one story, but it's a couple stories that kind of overlap and interlock together. That's uh that's really really cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. I just thought it'd look cool on a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and it does with that font too. It does. It does look pretty cool. <laughs> So we are talking to Mike and Crystal and Ricky uh, from local band Limber Lost, and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. And uh, the the next thing I'd like to talk to you guys about is um, I want to talk about your live shows and uh, um, ask you what what folks can expect when they go and see Limber Lost live. Well, I heard <laughs> I heard one of our friends say. Uh, Man, every time I go to Limberlost, I always bring a bucket to hang around my neck because I get my face melted right off. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's. that's... Uh, I thought that was. I think cool. one of the things that comes across the most is um, people are always telling me how they love that we're just having a good time, and mm-hmm. and that that translates off the stage is just how much you know we care about each other and how much we love making music and making the music that we're doing together and um to me that hopefully that you know it brings people in and we're not just some you know band on a stage but we're real people and 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 the emotion and the joy and the things that we put into our music um can be felt that way that's that's something that's really important to me and it's real like what we write about is real like we don't Mm -hmm. we don't just make stuff up you know what i mean like it's situational you know it's it means stuff you know crystal crystal writes most of the lyrics uh mike's written a few songs it just is you know we just put our heart and soul into writing it and we try to make the music convey what the lyrics are trying to say emotionally and it it seems to work and people respond to it well, and I think one of the things that makes live music uh, uh, work so very well, and I, I've I've definitely experienced this myself over the last couple of years, you know, going to uh, more local shows and getting to be better acquainted with uh, the local music scene and these uh, uh, awesome local bands, is you talk about feel. And there, there are times where you know you're just watching a you know a small intimate set, and you just you you feel what the performers are putting out there, and you can't help but feel a part of it, and it's it's really really cool. Absolutely, yeah, great, example, great example. That's like a, there's a local uh, gentleman out, Andrew Landers. Um, who I'm, you know, we talk about that community. He's kind of part mm-hmm. of that, and yeah, uh, he he just puts on an incredible show. I mean, just. Uh, uh, you know, and you feel everything he's talking about and saying. And of course, he's a great storyteller too, which you know he weaves everything together. But you know, for us, it's you know, as they both have said already, Ricky and Crystal. You know, it's it's about really connecting. Um, you know, that's when we write something. We, you know, I, I know when I'm working on lyrics and stuff, I'm thinking of a, an emotional response that I want. Um, and um, and I think that's what you'll feel at our shows. I think you'll feel that emotion. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of energy. Um, we we work really hard at, at uh, being tight. That's one of the things that one of the, you know, compliments that we get a lot is mm-hmm. how tight we are as a group. And I think that's because you know we we have fun together. You know, we enjoy uh, we enjoy each other's company as musicians. So um, yeah, that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get you're gonna get our best. You know, we never we never uh, we leave it all out there for sure. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, with with regards to the songs that you play, um, do you guys have a, a fixed set list or does it vary show to show? <laughs> it's pretty well fixed. I mean, you know, like we, we go into, a sh- you know, if you're going to play a lot of shows, 
you know, I, I, this is just my personal my personal background in, in music is just that you know you're it's a show that you're putting together and and it's an entity in and of its own. Um, there are some some bands like to go out and just mix it up, play whatever, and that's and that's fine. You know that works for them. Um, you know you we we started off at the beginning of the year. Uh, we pretty much had a show put together. We I think we added two songs as because we released one and then we wrote another one right before the, everything really started to click in the summer. Nice. And then we just pretty much played that show. And you know and it it was manipulated by time constraints based on what the uh, you know what the show required and what the set set uh, requirements were. Uh, we're really big on being professional and not stepping on other people's time and toes. So we yeah. start on time, we end on time, kind of thing. So um, it's you know there's there's always room to move stuff around if we feel it, but uh-huh. for the most for the most part, you know it's a, it's a show. And so like now we're you know we played our last show at uh, uh, Louis here, um, you know. Uh, you know couple of weeks ago and you know moving forward that's what we're working on what we're going to do in 2018 and it'll always be liquid but i think once we get once we feel like we've got it and it's and it's translating then we just we, we're you know we're going to beat it to death <laughs> <laughs> gotcha <laughs> very cool so um so mike you've mentioned uh, a couple times already that you've been in uh, tribute bands and cover bands so uh do you guys as limber lost do you guys do uh covers during your set uh, we have a couple, you know, I, I think it's, you know, some bands, you know, uh, can, you know, don't like to do that. Some original bands, uh, mm-hmm. I, my personal thought on it is, is it's kind of like comfort food, you know, especially when you are an original band, you're going to, yeah. you're going to come across, hopefully you're going to come across a lot of new fans, you know, uh, people that have never seen or heard you before. I mean, that's kind of hopefully why you're, why we're out there doing this, um, to create new fans. And, you know, as they're trying to, as they're learning to, you know, assimilate and digest your music, which is really cool when they do, it's kind of, I, 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 you know, I mean, one of the greatest reactions I've ever had is watching somebody in the audience singing lyrics that we wrote, you know, (laughs) and that's kind of cool. Uh, but, you know, to know that we can pull them in, you know, with a couple songs that they, they may have heard before and do it in our way, of course, and do it with the, you know, uh, total, uh, what's the word? I'm sorry. Yeah. Total, uh, uh, respect to their writer, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to butcher somebody else's song, so <laughs> if we can do it as good, uh, that's that's a compliment. If we can do it like us and, and translate uh, what the original song was, then uh, that's that's even better. Uh, so so <laughs> so I was going to ask you what uh, what is your favorite song to play live? Cover or original? I either way, and I I would imagine that all three of you will have totally different answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, you know, be, I've been in original bands uh, for a long time, um, but I have played in a few cover bands myself. Um, I love playing my original songs, um, you know, but there's, it's really fun to do covers that mean something to you, you know, that, mm-hmm. oh, it take you just, you know, you hear that song and it transports you to a place and time and just brings back memories for you and you know how music can encapsulate your memories and just take you to a different place and i tell you we do the ocean by led zeppelin and that is one of the funnest songs i've ever played and i think as a whole we, we all just really enjoy playing the ocean i agree i would agree i would agree <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I would say it's it, we've got recorded, but it's not quite released yet. Um, it's called Long Shadows, and that song is something that Ricky. It's it's a bunch of riffs he'd been kicking around for a couple of years. It kind of was like a warm up jam song 
on rehearsal night. And we finally, I finally was just like, we just need to write some lyrics. And so I went to ho- went home and I was kind of what I was dealing with. And then Ricky came up with a couple of like little key phrases that kind of set me off. And it totally became this, this like power song about, I went through a really kind of like rough bout with depression, mm. um, you know, in the last half or so. And so this is kind of like my victory song. And a little bit of it is, is like when I'm having it like a hard time and I'm having a rough day, I need to listen to this song. And it, it kind of helps me remember that, you know, hey, I've been down this road before, but I'm okay. So to have that come from my friends around me in the band and, and have that kind of like connection to the song, kind of stood by me when I was going through that crap, you know, is, is really special to me. So I, I really love playing that song. Very cool. Um, so, um, so you guys have played a lot of shows here in the uh, uh, Pacific Northwest and and Greater Seattle area. Um, what are some of your uh, favorite venues that you guys have played around here? The Muckleshoot Casino rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, from from a sound perspective, there's nothing like singing through a system that is really well set up and really well handled, and mm-hmm. that you you know that what you're doing on stage is really translating. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite thing in the world is all their monitors were sunk under the stage, under this grate, so I can run up and down all over the front of that stage without tripping over stuff and hurting myself. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, very cool. That's neat. I had yeah, no we, idea they had that set up there. That's cool. Oh, yeah, they got the, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible. You know, there's something to be said positive about every venue around here. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, there it, it's. I, I don't think I've came across one that I haven't enjoyed playing in yet. You know, uh, we played the um, the Fun House, which you think maybe for a band like us wasn't wasn't necessarily set up for for us because basically we take up the whole stage and you know. But you know, we've had a couple of really good shows up there and had some really really fun times. Uh, of course, you know, we've got our friends locally here. I mean, Pete and and Cat uh, over at Louis G's, you know, uh, with Chris. I mean, those those guys yeah. are always, you know, that's kind of our home away from home. Gave us that was our first show. Um, uh, you know, Jazz Bones, uh, Airport Tavern, Stonegate. Uh, you know, I mean, they're you know there there's there's just they're all great venues. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you can sweet. You bring it if you're going to bring it as a band, you'll have fun. You know. Now, uh, so so obviously we're getting into the holiday season now where, you know, we're kind of hunkering down for the winter and and not going out to as many shows. But um, you've guys got some cool shows lined up after the new year. Uh, do you want to uh, take some time and talk about some of those uh, um, upcoming shows you've got? Yeah, well, we've got, uh, yeah, things just kind of starting, you know. I mean, everything's always, you know, you got to be a, be ahead of the game in this business, you mm-hmm. know. Um uh, there's a lot of a lot of bands out there, you know, vying for for uh, time on stage. So you've got to, if you want to, you know, book shows, you got to be be on top of it. So we've got some cool ones coming up. We're going to be um, uh, uh, headlining over at uh, Jazz Bones. Uh, this is going to be our first show back after the new year, um, and uh, I believe that's on the uh, I want to say it's on the 19th um, of January, and uh, and then. Uh, Shortly after that, we are going to be going over to uh, uh, Spokane. Uh, we get to, oh, okay. we get a chance to go over there. This it's actually at State Line Idaho, right, guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, just I mean literally right across the across the street from Spokane. Gotcha. Um, and uh, we're going to be uh, actually traveling over there with one of our uh, local community family bands that we're really close with, uh, Strangely All Right. 
Uh, oh, yeah, they're going yeah. over to do, yeah, they're going over to do something we did uh, this last year, which was uh, uh, play on uh, Fox 28. Uh, uh, good good day show over there. Uh, you you got to hear this. I think is what it's called. And it, they do a great thing for uh, for bands and you know in both Western Washington and Eastern Washington is you know you can come over there and they kind of give you a venue to play on uh, live TV and they interview you and do some do some cool stuff there. So they're going over to do that on the 16th of March and then we're holding a big huge uh, St. Patrick's Day party at uh, Cruisers Bar and Grill courtesy of uh, GM Cook Entertainment. And uh, we'll be playing with another band, local band over there called Heart of Vale. And uh, so that'll be on March 17th. And then just a new new show we're just putting together. We don't have all the players, but it'll be, uh, so far, uh, it, it'll be at Louis G's on April 6th. It'll be us in late September dogs. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, and then it starts to roll into the, you know, the festival season after that, you yep. know. So we'll be... Uh, We'll be at a stage near you, I'm sure. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, so, so you're talking about the uh, the uh, Spokane, Idaho show. Um, how far have you guys traveled as a band so far? That'd be it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I was I was gonna ask, and I I didn't think this all the way through before I, before I wrote it down for my questions. But I was gonna ask you guys if you have a uh, favorite story or fun memory from uh, uh, from traveling together. Well, we got many on that trip, so I'll let these guys go for it. Okay, cool. I, I, I love road stories. Well, I had I had a great time on that trip because I drove one car and Ray drove his truck, so it was me and Circa the whole time driving there and back. So we had a great time, and um, on the way back, we like um, you know sending Facebook videos back and forth and just making riotous amounts of fun of each other. So there's like, there's a huge amount of like junior high humor when we're on the road, especially with the boys. It's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty extra, man. You kind of had to do but I'll, I want to see if Ricky's got something specific to share. Well, I, that trip was fun. <laughs> the first part of that trip was fun. Um, I got sick in <laughs> the trip. Oh. And uh, <laughs> while everybody else was having fun, I was in the bed, you know, not feeling very well. Uh, so the, the the trip over was a blast. And, uh, you know, we uh, got a new member of the band joined, Dr. Chetta. And uh, <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a little inside joke that I will not elaborate on. We had a really good time, and uh, we were able to go out and, and stay out on the Columbia River at this guy's little cabin and, and do some R, have some R&R and uh, cook some food and just hang out with each other. And like I said, I was a little under the weather, but uh, I know everybody had a good time. And just being able to look, just have the camaraderie with your bandmates and hang out and watch TV and sit on the porch and look at the beautiful scenery and eat food. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's the, 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 the venue that we played over there, we did the television show and then, uh, then we did a spot for some, uh, like a little showcase thing for, for uh, 94.1 uh, FM over there, a little at the radio station. Uh, and then uh, the next night we went out and played, um, cruiser's bar, uh, but we actually went over there on Thursday when we got up, we got into town, we went over, they were having a, having a, having a show over there. They had a, a, a cover. They were doing like this raffle and it was like free taco night or something like that. I think that's where Ricky, Ricky took his toll right there. It was PBR and liquid tacos. PBR uh, and liquid tacos got me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, uh, 
but I, when we pull up to this place, there's like a hundred Harleys out front, you know, and we're like, whoa, this is going to be fun. And, you know, of course they got a tattoo parlor attached to the building and then they got garage doors on both ends of the building. And so when you're up there playing on stage, just to your right, there's a bike lane and you can actually ride your motorcycle right through the middle of the bar. Really? Playing music. <laughs> whoa. So I was just like, oh, this is, this is it, man. This is the place. <laughs> You know, I think we got to we're gonna have to cover girls, girls, girls next time we go over there and get some guys wrapping their Harleys out in there. You know, yes, but, uh, it, was pretty, like it was pretty radical. <laughs> it was pretty radical. I it was a, it was a fun time, and just the people were just awesome. You know, they, you know, there's there's just certain t- you know communities when you know rock and roll comes to town, they just they know their own and they just immediately link up with you and stuff, and it, it was fun. Very cool. So that was Mike, and we're also talking to Crystal and Ricky from a local band Limber Lost, and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. And um, so switching gears a little bit, um, uh, I had I had some questions shared with me, uh, uh, questions from some of your fans out on Facebook. So I thought we would uh, uh, get into those for a hot sec uh, before we get into some other stuff. Um, so uh, I'll pop it. Apologies in advance to all of the uh, Limber Lost fans that that checked in on your Facebook page because I'm sure I'm gonna butcher some uh, pronunciations. But um, uh, so so first, uh, uh, Kevin Enlow writes. He uh, he uh, sent in a bunch of different questions, um, a handful of which we've already addressed. But one of the things that he asks is, um, are there any CDs out yet? And if not, can we expect one? That's a great question. Um, we have not actually put out a, a, a official CD. We've done some demo CDs to mm-hmm. have at shows and so forth. Uh, uh, but uh, that's something we're kind of in discussion on because, you know, we, we kind of blew past our EP uh, amount of songs. And so we're kind of in that limbo right now where yeah. we're, I think we're deciding whether we're going to maybe do a couple of EPs back to back in 2018 or maybe we'll just, uh, you know, one of our one of our uh, members is a huge vinyl fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might be uh, taking it, taking it. Taking time and going for a full full link so we can uh, you know so we can do a vinyl pressing too. So uh, great question. I don't have a firm answer for you, but I will tell you in 2018 there will be something. Very cool. Well, yeah. you, you know, and I, I've noticed that um, a lot of local bands kind of follow that mold where it'll be like, you know, EP album, EP album, or like a couple EPs that they they put together into an album and are, are kind of sparse on uh, physical copies because, I mean, I mean, you guys would obviously know this. Uh, it, it doesn't cost nothing to make physical copies of stuff. Um, and and cost is definitely a real thing. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think like a limited vinyl pressing would be super cool. And I think, I think your fans would definitely dig on that. Well, the interesting thing (laughs) too, you know, again, again, with all the, the digital stuff out there too, uh, Mike, is that the, you know, the, the, the focus really, if you're really trying to keep your band, band's momentum going and so forth is content. Yes, Um, absolutely. You know, and it's, you you know, uh, and, and nothing against, you know, you know, pounding yourself in a room and, and working, you know, for several months and just mm-hmm. putting out an album. Uh, that's, but you know, the, you know, there's, uh, it, it really depends, I guess, on what your goals are as terms of, you know, build, how you want to build your fan base and so forth, because, you know, the, the, the reality of it is, is people can just go, you know, nowadays can just go grab your stuff off, off the internet too. You know, right. the, 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 the physical copy stuff is, is more of the collector, more of the super fan kind of thing. Yep. You know, the, um, 
so it, it it's you know there's a lot of different ways. I mean, I vacillate quite a bit back and forth, thinking you know what's the best course of action to take on this stuff because the reality is is really it's about writing more songs and and you know letting the rest of it kind of take care of itself. Absolutely. And and we've seen that a lot so much where, you know, the, the, the models have changed. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. necessarily you lock yourself in a room as a band uh, for like a year, year and a half and come out with one album. Because the way, the way people consume anything, wh- whether it's music or TV or movies or whatever, it's all about the binge. So if, mm-hmm. if you put out, say, like a 14-track album, well... On on day one, it's gone. You know, I mean, it's already right. been consumed. Whereas if you do one-off singles, you know, like a, a three to five uh, song EP, uh, things like that. Um, but um, uh, one other thing to, to loop back around to, we were talking about physical copies for uh, collectors. I'm a guy that, that uh, I, I'm an autograph hound. So, like, I like having the opportunity to buy something at a local show and get it autographed. So I, I'm, I'm right. definitely a, a merch person as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard to gauge what the market wants and, and the best way to approach it. And, Mike, I think you nailed it on the head. It's, you know, regardless of the other stuff, just do content. Get stuff out there and be, uh, be top of mind. Yeah, you got to maintain relevancy in this business for sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that that being said, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, changing the tone a little bit, uh, continuing with uh, one of uh, Kevin's questions, he asks, uh, which member is the silliest, and which one is the most serious in the band? <laughs> I think we're all we all can be as equally juvenile. At times, <laughs> um, that's a hard question because I think we just all have our moments. Like, there's times when we're when we're writing where I can be overly serious and I'm so zoned in on what we're doing. But then there's times where me and Rick are just absolute squirrels about everything. And <laughs> Mike is probably maybe like the most serious minded about getting things done and making things happen. But he's still like king of the potty humor too. So <laughs> I wear my crown proudly. I think we're all, you know, children. <laughs> we I are young. The most, hard, I, guess. I would say the most the most childlike spirit, the most free spirit, is probably Ben. Okay, Ben for sure. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> dancing, he like is like doing interpretive dance behind me sometimes, like in a, in a quiet breakdown in a song or something. Like, and he's, he's huge. Like, I'm tiny and he's huge, so he's like, I have to watch out for him a lot because he'll be everywhere and I have to turn around and say, okay, where are Ben's arms now and what is he up to? It's pretty awesome, though. <laughs> so he's just into it and going with the flow and being himself, which is, which is a beautiful thing. Too funny. That's what we love about the guy, man. He, he is... Uh... He's like on a permanent sugar high. Like he just <laughs> bounces around everywhere. Oh man! So, uh, uh, so speaking of Ben, though, uh, Kevin uh, writes one of his questions: Who uses more hair product, Ben Beeman or the ladies? <laughs> I don't think Ben uses hair. Product. Ben, I don't. No, I don't think he uses a darn thing, which makes us all hate him because his hair always looks really cool. Um, I, think, I, I, I think it's an just free amount of hair product. I, I think it's spring water and, and berries is what 
Ben uses. There you go. <laughs> oh man, yeah. With with, uh, with locks as majestic as that, you don't. Uh, it doesn't need a whole lot of help. <laughs> right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So uh, I, I think we touched on this a little bit, uh, but another one of the uh, questions from uh, uh, from listener Kevin is, uh, uh, do any of the members have um, uh, CDs or music with other bands, uh, with other previous bands? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I used to be in a Christian rock band called Finding Favor, hmm. and uh I have a full-length album that I did with those guys back in 2007, I think, 2006 or 2007. Um, We were fortunate enough to sign on with uh, Barry Blair's record record label um, out of Nashville. And Barry Blair, if you don't know who that is, he was the original guitar player from Audio Adrenaline. Oh, okay. And... uh, yeah, he he's a really cool guy and and very talented and um we did an album with him and it I think it it turned out great and uh those guys finding favor actually went on to uh become quite popular in the Christian music scene and uh they're on the radio every day right today. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And on tour. They're out, out with Toby Max label. Hmm. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, they're on uh I think they're doing hit deep tour with Toby Mac. I think is what it's called. Um, for me, I've I've not really done any projects that really went anywhere as far as recording or anything mm-hmm. like that outside of Lumberlock. This was kind of like my first big girl band outside <laughs> of church. So, cool. um, actually, so for me, this is the first time I've actually really put work into growing as a songwriter and as a performer. Really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that I would have been ready for it when I was a little younger. Um, I, you know, I had my kids and got married pretty young. So um, now I'm a little bit more free now that the kids are a little bit older. And my husband's super supportive in that way where he lets me go and do all the things I want to do. So I get to do that now. But, yeah, not before this time, really. Gotcha. Oh, I was just going to say, I did most of my stuff back in the 80s. I, would, we, I was all mostly in cover bands. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh you know, we uh, we didn't really do much recording, and you know, I was a couple couple times I went in the studio with a couple of the guys, and we you know we actually cover a cover band or a cover band song. Um, you know, recently I've been I've done some work with uh, our keyboard players band, uh, Grieve the Astronaut. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, and I may uh, there's a song you know that we wrote. Um, actually, I've, I'm not with that band anymore, but I might be doing some recording with them coming up here. We'll see how that rolls, but. Uh, um, you know, most of my stuff has been just live performance. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, so moving on, because we've we've got a couple other uh, listener questions from uh, from your Facebook. Um, Joe uh, uh, Lightkey uh, writes, uh, and I don't know if this is in reference to something specific or not, but he uh, uh, Joe asks, which one wears high heels? That'd be Ricky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I had the so, feeling I, that somebody was asking I, that specifically. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't the know. old days. Mike did wear a lot of spandex in his youth. There are <laughs> pictures on Facebook. They are out there. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's kind of a funny question because I used to try. 
try and like be taller. I'm only like five three, like on a good day. Okay. And now we've just got Circa in band, who I don't even know how tall she is. She's just way taller than me. So I'm looking at photos of like our most recent shows, and I'm like, great. Now I look even tinier. <laughs> um, but so I give up on wearing high heels because I get so worried about tripping over stuff yeah. and cables on the floor and these venues and things. And the one time I wore like some bands. On stage, it was like, you know what? I am never ever going to waste my time again on shoes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend all of my energy on the music and on enjoy, enjoying and being really checked into what I'm doing on stage. So, so at this point, nobody, I think, yeah, nobody wears heels. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so listener Tim Mayer writes in and asks, um, is there a chance um, of you guys traveling to Missouri for a show? <laughs> I think that's a distant relative or a in-law of one of my of, of mine. So I, uh, yeah, he's he's been he's been driving a driving force and say, you know, well, hey, this, you guys are all awesome and all that, but when are you going to come out here so I can see you? So, you know, uh, you never know. The world's our oyster, so we just keep uh, keep shucking away, and hopefully, we'll get to Missouri at some point, Tim. There you go. Well, you know, and and for anybody that's in the Missouri area that's listening, you know, hit up your local venues. You know, just like like, hey, you know, uh, uh, these guys are pretty rad. Uh, you know, think think about maybe bringing them out or something. You know, it's it, it's never underestimate the power of a little grassroots. You know, uh, just uh, just getting that awareness out there and raising that flag. Hey, Mike, uh, you're hired. <laughs> it's kind of my thing it's kind of what i do but um i and and we've and we've uh we've already addressed this question but i wanted to give a shout out to uh carrie ann war uh who asked uh where the name uh Limberloss came from and we talked about that earlier but again i um uh just uh, wanted to make sure she got a shout out there. oh really <laughs> that's, um, that's yeah, awesome that's mama. hey mama very cool <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, let's see. Let's, so moving on then, um, I'd like to talk about um, what you guys do when you're not doing Limberlost, when, when you're not doing band stuff, like, uh, like hobbies, things you're into. I work. <laughs> brother i hear you it's like you know th- this uh this podcast is my hobby and i i uh i have to kind of weave and bob between my work schedule so yeah it's uh yeah um being an adult kind of sucks occasionally yeah, yeah right? i'm tired yeah. of adulting <laughs> i have a i have a few hobbies you know i i like the outdoors i like hiking i like mm-hmm. hunting fishing things like that but i also read comic books so i'm a comic book nerd oh. and uh, my wife and i and both of my little boys we all read comic books so we we're, we're kind of fan fan guys <laughs> oh that's awesome and you know what i gotta check myself at the door because if i start talking comics with you ricky i'm gonna i'm gonna Uh-oh. i'm gonna I, we're gonna go into a deep hole that we will not be able to pull ourselves out of so yeah we we may have to you know maybe maybe at some other point down the road we'll uh, uh have some conversations about stuff because yeah i i'm i'm a huge nerd i am i am all about the funny books and the movies and and all of the stuff so right that's that's awesome that's awesome um so uh so how about how about the rest of you guys i have a very like wide and strange 
group of hobbies. I'm very, I'm, I'm as ADD as it gets sometimes. So I will do something for a little while and then want to do something else and then want to do something new. So I've done, I've done fiber art stuff like knitting and spinning wool and weaving and I've done metal smithing and any type of art and craft. And, um, on the flip side, I'm a homeschool mom, so during the week, me and my kids are, you know, doing field trips and projects and stuff like that. So I, I keep pretty busy with all kinds of things. And Mike Getting just dirty. and Mike just does nothing. <laughs> I, 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 I work. I garden. <laughs> I, got uh, I have I have a wife and a son. My son, my son's That's 18, so getting ready to getting ready to graduate. So we're we're excited about that and all the all the activities that come along with that stuff. And uh, yeah, um, and you know, full time, full time job. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, we get out, uh, with my, my kid and I, we do, we do do the geek thing with the, uh, with the uh, comic book movie. So we like oh, go nice. to all the openings and, you know, those kind of things together. So it's kind of our deal. So that's pretty fun, you know, and, you know, just, uh, you know, just kind of getting around the Puget Sound, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of stuff around here for sure. Very cool. And, you know, it reminds me, I, I, I don't know if I asked this earlier or not. I don't think I did. But um, are, are you guys all from the, the uh, Seattle area, the Pacific Northwest? No. I was, bo- <laughs> I, I was born here, uh, born in Tacoma. I was born in New Jersey, but my parents brought us over here for the military before I was a year old. So at this point, my feet are pretty much webbed. Okay. I was born in... Albany, Georgia, <laughs> and uh, I lived there, you know, through high school, and uh, I moved out here. I lived there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved out here in 2008. Um, I came came through here on tour with Finding Favor a few times and met some people that I liked, and long story short, I ended up moving up here just to kind of hang out for a month or two, mm-hmm. and I met my wife like two weeks after I moved here and that's all she wrote. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. So let's, uh, um, uh, loop things back around, uh, to your music. And I'd like to talk about, uh, your studio work and kind of the, the creative process. Like, uh, um, you guys all mentioned earlier that, um, you kind of, uh, take turns writing songs or writing different, um, uh, parts of that. I was wondering if you guys could elaborate a little more kind of on that, um, on the creative process and like, you know, who does what, how do you kind of divide up? up the logistics of how um uh more or less how a song becomes a song because really i'm i'm not a musician myself so i i have no idea about the songwriting process and and how it's it's always amazing to me how just like an idea that somebody has can just be birthed into into music i'm i'm endlessly fascinated by that uh you know other aside from songs that each individual writes and brings to the table. Um, I think collectively the way we write is somebody comes up with an idea, you know, like a premise for a song, or I come up with a guitar lick, or Crystal comes up with a chord progression and a few lyrics. Mike comes up with some lyrics and an idea of how he wants a song to sound. And we just all kind of meet in the middle and, we take a small idea and everybody just builds their parts on top of, you know, everybody brings their ideas to the table 
And I can tell you, we've we've tried to write a bunch of different songs that never got finished, but mm-hmm. we take bits and pieces of those ideas and put them together with other things. And uh, what what we may, you know, envision as the way the song is going to sound in our head is not usually the way it comes out in the end. But I think that what that's what gives it a really unique kind of feel because it's not just one person's vision it's Mm -hmm. a collective vision and and it's it's kind of uh you know there's always been kind of this underlying rule of thumb too that we've i think we've approached with our songwriting is is that um it's it's real easy to get yourself in a rut and what Mm -hmm. i mean by that is you know you start to use certain progressions and certain uh grooves and certain stuff you know things that go you know most of our songs are not you know, you can't tie them together like that. You know, we've tried to write stuff as we go to a next song that the, it's all about that song. That song has its own entity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a continuation of this song or, you know, uh, a lot of times you'll see original bands where like the meter's the same on everything they do or the, you know, the, it, you know, we, we've, we, I think we're pretty intentional about, you know, just taking this, like we got a new song that's coming out um, that we're just, we actually just performed for the first time that Crystal wrote. And I can tell you, it sounds nothing like anything else we've done. You know, um, but it's going to have that soul of Limberlost to it, you know. So, you know, as we all bring that together, the fabric will come together and it will fit our 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 set. But it, it'll it be a different style of song than maybe we've written before. Um, and I think you can go up and down the line. Now, you know, we're, we're only a handful of songs into our into our birth here. But, uh, you know, I, I that's pretty something that's pretty intentional that we try and do is we try and grab our inspiration from different different places and and try not to make to make sure we're not doing the same thing over and over again. That makes sense. So, um, so that being said, how um, how has your music evolved um, since you guys have uh, been a band and have started playing together? I was never great at finishing stuff when I was just trying to write on my own. One of the things I learned is that mm-hmm. that I need people around me and I need collaboration um, and being becoming secure in that mm-hmm. is something that I think has really really grown me up in a way and um, learning how to how to communicate when you're talking about ideas that you love and stuff like that so for me it's just really it's pushed me to try things I've not done before and also the boys are good at putting me on a deadline they're like I don't care if you don't finish this we're recording it next week so finished or not we're doing it so okay. um, just the aspect of being in a being in a band that has actual you know stuff on the calendar recording dates and shows and things like that has really changed me in the way that I'm I feel like I've I've gotten over some of my timidity in writing and I'm I'm more okay with just kind of going with what happens and with what flows and and not getting so hung up on on stuff also I think that one of the biggest things for me is the willingness of the other parties in the in the writing process um, to be encouraging or to you know just be supportive of you know like crystal and i um we have two different styles of writing um we just kind of come at it from different angles but there's always that hey i really like what you're doing right here this is what i hear i think i'm hearing to go with this or Mm -hmm. you know hey that thing that you did you know that you that stupid lick that you've been playing for two years i think i finally come (laughs) up with something for it you know, right, so. yeah, like like found a home for it, basically. Right, right, yeah. And it doesn't exactly. happen 
it doesn't happen like it's not like I play a lick on the guitar and Crystal goes, "Hey, I got an idea," and then we write a song. It does happen that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. It has happened that way a few times, but most of the time it's like, "Okay, that's cool. Let's put that on the shelf and let's see what happens with it later on." You know, let's work on this and you know that goes back to the squirrel thing because yeah. we're both really ADD. So you know, <laughs> I played you know, 10 or 15 different songs within two or three minutes, you know, little ideas for songs and see if they stick, you know, I, and we do that at practice all the time, you know, well, Michael get show up early and, and he and I'll get in there and, and bang out a couple of little riffs and stuff. And, and Crystal will come in and she'll go, mm. you know, she, she just has this look on her face and just kind of shakes her head. Yes. And we know that that's possibly a song we can work on. Or if she just ignores it and goes about her business, then we just are like, okay, she don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. (laughs) I would say one of the things from a style standpoint that has evolved and changed in our in our music um, is, you know, if you look at what we were writing, uh, you know, prior to our uh, starting to record in 2016. is we were a guitar-based band, and um, it was just basically a three-piece and sometimes a four-piece for the acoustic. Um, but now we've kind of added an element of uh, John Lord to our our music mm-hmm. um, because we have this incredible well of talent in the uh, Pacific Northwest of some just incredible keyboard players that we've been able to been blessed to work with. Um, and so it, it became obvious as things started to develop that we could incorporate that. We, uh, we've had a young lady named, uh, Calissa Knox actually came in and, uh, helped, uh, do some, uh, actually joined the band for a brief period of time and, and recorded with us on, uh, one of our songs, Kingdom Come. Mm. And then, uh, and then was also the keyboard on, um, uh, Hands Up. And then since so then we've had Ray Hayden, uh, with Babylon and, uh, and, and some of the new stuff for writing in Long Shadows. You know, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's a, that's a, an interesting new level for us. But it's kind of like now that's where we're at, you know, where our music kind of demands that we have that in there. So that's been an ev- evolution in our music, I would say. Gotcha. So um, so that being said, what is I, I always love asking this question because uh, it, it really it really kind of gets uh, gets you thinking. But what is the ultimate direction of the band? What what what's the goal? To make great music, get famous. Absolutely. By a jet. By a jet. <laughs> I think. I think ultimately the goal is never work again a day in our entire lives. There you go. Love that. Yeah. yeah ultimately, if you know, if this if this could help us get to a point where we could we could do this, you know, full time, that would be uh, that would be probably the uh, the, the ultimate goal. Gotcha. So with that comes the the flip side of that. What uh, what has been your biggest challenge as a band? Oh gosh, probably time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two of us have little kids, and one you know some of us have older kids, and everybody else is working jobs. And um, Ray got married recently, so there's been you know weddings and things like that happening. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just um, we have to be super intentional about consistency and getting together once a week to run through the set, to rehearse new stuff, to work on, you know, on ideas for new songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the things that we've been good at is, it, man, it can be hard sometimes. Like, you know, everybody's schedule can be so up in the air. So really nailing that down can be tough, but I think it's really, really important. And I think it's one of the things that if we had not done that, 
I don't think we'd be where we are now because, I mean, a lot of that goes into how you how tight you are on stage and relationally how you are between the band members. You know, if you can connect off stage, you can connect on stage. And so just getting time to do that mm-hmm. has to be a priority. Absolutely. You know, it, it, just like anything, you know, you go through relation. You know, it's, there's relationships that bind all this together. You know, from a from a uh, from a content side, it's always all about the song. But you know, our our testimony to, as a band is always going to be based on how we treat treat each other and treat those around us. So, learning the you know learning to uh, have that um, the grace that goes along with everybody's schedules and needs and, and demands and uh, uh, personalities and all that, and 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 to do what Crystal said is to be able to tie all that back together and be able to create some consistency and intentionality with it, mm-hmm. uh, and know that those there's there's always those hurdles. There's you know life's life's what happens when you're making other plans, so you're always gonna, totally. there's always going to be changes and things that come along and, and challenges that come before you. You just have to be uh, uh, be a, you know very intentional on on how you work with those and 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 not let things. Uh, not let things dictate to you how you're going to continue to move on and what your attitude's going to be. You've got to be able to, you know, maintain your consistency there also. We're, uh, we are talking to Mike, Crystal, and Ricky from local band Limberlost. And um, uh, where can people find your music? I, I don't know if we've mentioned that uh, yet. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on we're YouTube. We're on YouTube. Well, we got, yeah, we got, uh, you can, you know, basically any social media outlet, um, you know, the, uh, all the, all the different, uh, all the different digital outlets. Um, we're in the process right now. In fact, I just had a meeting yesterday and, or a day before yesterday, and we're tying up some loose ends and hopefully we'll be ready for a sit down with the band here in the next couple of weeks and, and get the final final. And we'll be launching our, our first website, uh, which will have all the, uh, all that information and, uh, and uh, ability to get not just music, but merch and all that kind of stuff there too. Um, but, you know, you can follow us on Facebook at Limberlost Music, uh, Twitter at Limberlost uh, underscore band, um, you know, and you know, we're pretty, we have a pretty active uh, social media presence. So uh, it's not hard to figure out where we are and what we're up to because we're, we're always putting it out there. Gotcha. Very cool. So, um, so last question for you guys. Um, what a what advice do you have for people that want to start their own bands, play their own music, and pursue their own rock and roll dreams and and creative endeavors? Go for it. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there can be a lot of sides to that coin. I think. I mean, if we didn't have Mike doing what he's doing with the intentionality of. Um, getting us out there and getting shows and booking things and, and following up on stuff. I think that's a huge part of it. But for me, my, my, the thing that I always hang on to is that it needs to be, needs to be real and it needs to be us. It needs to not be us trying to be anybody else. It not it needs to not be us trying to just cram music out for the sake of, of getting songs recorded and stuff put out. It needs to be real. It needs to come from a place of our experiences and what we enjoy as you know as part of playing music so i think that that it needs to be something that you can love to do so i think it's, it could be easy to lose that so i i try to stay on top of making sure that that's always a priority i would say if you're you know if you're if this is what you want to do then you just have to you know like ricky said you have to just go do it and and realize that you know it's it's a journey. You know, um, be intentional with yourself. You know, if you're going to be a if you're going to be a, a musician or a vocalist or whatever, you're, you're you know, 
be the best you can be, you know, strive for that and realize you're never going to get there. You're always going to be in search of it. And then also, uh, learn, you know, learn to look through the eyes of, of those people that you're going to uh, want to create a band with. You know, I think that, I think one of the biggest problems that most bands have is, is that they just, they get to a place that when the euphoria of the music wears off and the euphoria of being in a band wears off, mm-hmm. they have to learn to deal with each other and have a relationship. And then it just goes to heck. Yeah. You know? um, Hallelujah. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you have to just realize that if you're, unless you're going to be a solo artist, you're always going to have to care about what other people uh, want, need and, and desire in life too. So, um, just just be aware of that. It doesn't mean you can't be focused and can't have your goals and dreams and, and stick to them. It just means that you you know it's going to be a journey, and eventually you'll find people that you can surround yourself with that'll that'll be pointed in the same direction. And don't get discouraged when you, when they're not. You know, just do your thing. Also, man. one of the biggest um, obstacles for a musician, I think, starting out is you know the the response you get from others, and I've. You know, I've been playing the guitar since I was 12 years old, and I've had a lot of people say, man, you're terrible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, wow, you shouldn't sing, or, you know, something, you know, just being mean. And, right. you know, I, I would say, don't worry about what anybody else thinks of you. If it makes you happy to play music, do it. Like, it, you're doing it for yourself anyway. Like, it's that's what it's about, yeah. is... You know, expressing yourself through through a, a musical instrument or your voice, or mm-hmm. and who cares? You know, you don't have to be on American Idol. You don't have to be on The Voice. Right. I, I heard something, and and this is not knocking those shows, but I heard Dave Grohl say one time that if if Nirvana had gone on American Idol or or one of those shows when they were first becoming <laughs> a band, they would have probably quit you know and and been like okay we we're terrible we'll never do this you know we should just quit while we're ahead but look at what nirvana did for grunge music or just music period Mm -hmm. oh totally that's 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 so you know impactful to me like how somebody like dave Grohl felt that way at one point in his life you know Mm -hmm. we're terrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they were never terrible but you know it just it's just be encouraged by find find people that encourage you, not try to put you down. You know, find a community, and, and we're we're really fortunate to be uh, in a group of people like we have. You know, our fellow bandmates mm-hmm. and other bands that we are friends with. They're very supportive, and that helps so much. You know, just. Yeah you, can't, yeah, you can't have a thin skin, man. You know, I mean, this this is a business. If if you got th- if you're thin skinned you don't don't be a rock musician because you know yeah. somebody's there's somebody's always going to think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. And somebody's always going to think you suck. You know. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's just the the way of the world. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so so like Ricky said, you know, you're doing this for you. You're doing this to express yourself. Have fun, man. Just you know, that's at the end of the day. If you're not having fun with this, I mean. I don't know why you do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the chances are you'll never make money at it. So it's a labor of love, you know, Mm -hmm. because you love it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that echoes a lot of the, the same advice I've given folks. It's like, you know, if if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Um, Stay true to yourself. You know, you do you and an audience will find you. 
You know, if it's like once you start compromising yourself to kind of, you know, fit in a certain box or accommodate a certain um, uh, a certain audience, you know, you, you're you're doing it for the wrong reasons at that point. You know, and, and, and you talked about the financial thing. And obviously, you know, it it's show business and there's no show without the business and that and that's totally a thing but if your single solitary goal is to make a fortune being a performer and it doesn't matter whether you're you're a musician or a you know radio personality podcaster you know whatever if you're doing it specifically just to make bank without the passion behind it you're doing it wrong and and you're wasting everybody's time so that's right. And it won't work. Truth, man. Right. Yeah, I mean because audiences can see right through that. You know, you know, we 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 can Absolutely. sniff out, you know, people that are being uh uh genuine. And yeah, it's it's uh it it's it's tough. So, um so um so before I let you go, um is there anybody out there that you might not have mentioned yet that you'd like to give shout-outs to? Wow. I'd like I'd like to thank my wife for putting up with uh, <laughs> me <laughs> and being just supportive of my dreams, you know, because she doesn't have to do that, you know, right. she doesn't have to take care of our kids while I'm out, you know, practicing or going to shows, and it just says a lot, you know, that she she's a great woman and and she loves me enough to support me, <laughs> and I you know I I don't make a dime doing this hardly. Right. And I, she just knows that I love it. And I just wanted to say thank you to her and my parents, too. You know, my parents encouraged me to play music. My mom's a musician. And, you know, they were always like, go, go do it, man. You know, you you probably will never make a living at it, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, I echo that, man. You know, my, my wife and my son uh, have... They, they gave up a lot of my time so I can chase this dream, you know, and, um, and they're very supportive, you know, uh, whether it's coming to the shows, running the merch, my kid does, uh, helps us, you know, he's one of these, you know, kids that can, you know, was typing on a computer when he was mm-hmm. two. So he's, you know, done uh, a lot of good stuff for us as far as graphics and <laughs> so forth. Those are, you know, for shows and, and yeah, just, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if, if it wasn't for them for sure. And, uh, so that's a huge shout out, and and I'd also like to put a shout out to the folks in the community. There's too many of them to list, but you know right. we've got some people that are really, really have just um, brought tears to my eyes. The amount of support they give to us, and and for no other reason than they're just inspired by what we do, and that just uh, that blows me away. Yeah, I'd have to echo all of that. Um, my husband is an incredible man who puts up with me, and I don't know how, um, but um, he's very much uh, behind what we're doing and he's always the one who's like totally chill and totally willing to you know hang out with the kids and and take care of business at home while I'm doing what I I want to do and there's not a lot of people that get to do that that's that's super super duper incredible and so and and the rest of my family you know my mom my dad and my stepmom and my sister have all really gotten on board as far as you know coming to shows and being there and being supportive and yeah and what Mike said all the people that we've you know run up in against in the in the business in the area just people who are like instant friends and instant connections and and instantly you know that you've got you know another set of people you can count on and and who are there for you so 
So I, I think those people know who they are. It's way too many to, to say, but um, we love you guys. Well, uh, uh, Mike, Crystal, and Ricky, uh, this this has been a lot of fun uh, getting to know you guys and learning more about uh, uh, Limberlost and, and connecting with your music. This has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun, uh, man. Appreciate you, man. you giving Thank us this so time, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And and um, uh, one more time, can you go through where uh, where we can find Limberlost on the social medias and the internets? Okay, uh, Facebook, you can find us at uh, Limberlost Music. Um, and on uh, Twitter, we're Limberlost underscore band. Um, if you want to contact us directly, uh, our, our uh, email address is info at limberlostmusic.com. And, of course, uh, you know, you just search Limberlost on, you know, Instagram and all that. You'll find us out there. Um, YouTube, uh, we're Limberlost Music on YouTube also. And then, of course, all the digital media outlets, we've got, like, six of our releases out there that are available for purchase. Nice. Oh, you can also check us out on Reverb Nation. Um, very cool. Yeah, that number, that number one next to our name is always kind of cool to look at, too. <laughs> <laughs> too funny well again guys th- this was an absolute blast we uh we gotta do this again sometime in the in the future for sure absolutely That'd be great and i just want to say man it's really great what you're doing again and we really appreciate that there's folks like you out there that are giving us a platform for people to get to know us it's uh it's a huge huge uh huge honor for us to uh, have folks like you out there doing what you're doing Oh well, thank you so much. I I, yeah. I appreciate that. That's uh, you know, and, and you know, we've talked a lot about like you know just passion and all of that, and that's that's why I do this stuff. It's like you know, it's a passion I learned uh, being part of KGRG, and it's something that I'm glad that uh, that I've been able to continue with um, as I as I'm uh, doing this uh, this little podcast here. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Everybody- it's. Everybody out there needs to have a. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Definitely. Well, well, you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great night and and have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Thanks, Mike. All right, thank you, man. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. And that'll about do it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank you all for listening this week and for every week that you tune in. I really appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with me every week that you do so. Um, It really means the world. Um, And if you'd like to check out any of my past shows, including all of my old KGRG stuff, uh, you can check it out and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Um, Because I don't know about anybody else, but I got an email saying that we shouldn't be calling it iTunes anymore. So um, whatever. Um, uh, Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And please don't be shy. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And hey, if you like what you hear, uh, leave us a review. Leave me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And I will read your review on the air. And I will give you a shout out as well uh, for your trouble. Um, You can find me online and on the internets at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're an independent artist like uh, like Limberlost, who we had just heard from earlier, and if you're interested in sharing your music with us, 
I'll, I'll feature you on the podcast. Don't be shy. Shoot me a direct message or write into that mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Seriously, don't be shy. Um, and don't let geography be a challenge. Like, you know, I'm broadcasting out of the Seattle area here, but I've featured bands from all over the country and internationally as well. So just, uh, just so just message me and we'll see about catching you on the show. Um Next week's show is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of folks have been giving us some love recently, so I've got a lot of shout-outs that I would like to get through. Plus, I have the brand-new single from my good friends Flicker and Fade. It's a song called Casualty, and in fact, it's available right now at their website, flickerandfade.com. Uh, but I want to play it during next week's podcast because I like it so damn much. It is, uh, it's really, really good. Plus, me and Mrs. Matt have spent some time at the movie, so I've got um, a couple reviews I would like to share with you as well. All of that and more on an all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. And for my very special guest from Limberlost... I'm Mike Burt. Crystal Pyatt. Yeah, I'm Ricky Dunn. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. Have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.